I'm ready for this. Yeah. All right. Two people clap. That's good. That's good. That's <laughs> that's more, more than I get. <coughs> well, that was like a guilty pity, pity clap. But we'll take pity claps all day long. Um, our, uh, we're we're going to have the students come up in just a minute. Uh, someone asked, hey, Pastor, are you going to give like a mini sermon or something? No. Nope. Uh, we're going to let these students speak and share tonight uh, because I th- uh, they've written out for me uh, just within this past week what they were going to share on, and there's some fantastic stuff I just don't want you to miss uh, t- tonight. So make sure we give them a lot of grace. We've got one, um, the first one that we're going to to have speak. So it's always hard to go first. So we've got actually someone who's not here that's going to go first. Dalton Edwards is um, is on a boat somewhere fish. Fishing down south for his, it's his job. It's sort of what he does for his job, and he was supposed to be off this week for this night, and they had to book up because this past week the seas were too rough, something like that. So he said, "Pastor, can I still do do something?" So then he said, "Can I do a video and send it?" I said, "Sure, it'd be great. Just send me the video. We'll do a video." Well, then he 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 texts me and goes, "Pastor, Dan, uh, I can't get my notes off the computer and or my phone and and fil- film it at the same time." So can I just send you an audio? I'm like, bro, send us whatever you've got. So um, I'm going to go back because I've got to help sort of uh, hit a button to set that up. So let's just give Dalton a big hand because he may go. That's a big hand, right? Though he's, he's not here. Always hard to go first, but when you're not here and you go first, it's not as hard. So there he is. I had another photo or two of him I could have put up, but I'm being kind. My wife said, that um, it's against the law for me to put some things up, so I didn't. I didn't want to get sued. We've got sound. It's going fast.
Well, I think going first, Dalton did a fa fantastic job, right? <laughs> Calm, steady, uh, just like he wasn't even here. Um, uh, so now we've got some that are here. And I wasn't completely lying when I said, y'all are a scary-looking group. Uh, you know, they say public speaking is one of the biggest fears most people in the world have. And so coming up on stage to speak to you takes a lot of guts and a lot of courage. For, um, and so for, for you that are going to share tonight, thank you for, for some of you going out on a limb. You're like, so some came up to me and went, I said, are you good? And they're like, is this good? Is this good? And I'm like, are you drinking? What's going on? Uh, so, but, they're, they're, you know, it's just, it's, it's scary. Um, and um, so they're going to come up. And, and just share from their heart. I'm going to come in between each one just to sort of announce who they are so you know who, who they are and they'll know who's, who's next to come up. We've got a list here, uh, and I'm not going to let you know the list. I only know the list, and they know the list. You will find out the list in a minute. Um, I want to pray for them, though, right before they come up and uh, just show them a lot of love and some big smiles. It helps to see teeth sometimes. No offense, it's just weird. Dear God, we thank you so much for uh, these seniors that are here tonight to share. And God, I, I, I thank you for all the seniors that are within our church. Uh, Lord, we have been so blessed with this group that cares about you, that seeks you, that honors you. And whether they're speaking or not, God, I ask that, that you bless them. We thank you so much for them, what they've meant, the impact they've made uh, for your church within this youth group and the community that they, they live in. Uh, God, just I ask this, you continue to, to use them. Lord, help the things they learned from here that are about you. Help the, those things to stick, uh, and may they be, be vessels used by you uh, to uh, show your love to a world that needs to see you. Lord, help them to be bold. Help them be strong. Uh, Lord, when they struggle, help them stand back up and help us all to do the same. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, the very first um, speaker in the flesh that we have here tonight is Miss Alexa Watson. Miss Alexa, please come on. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm Alexa, um, if you don't already know. Um, and in preparing for tonight, I really, I was um, just, there were so many things that I wanted to say, but if I didn't say all of them, we'd be here all night. So um, I'm just going to focus on one tonight, just taking opportunities that God has for us. Um, so here we go. But so when I grew up, growing up, I had a lot of people that were just, uh, I was just so blessed to have so many people with me that were godly people, like my parents and my grandparents, and my friends, I had great friends, um, Pastor Dan and Pastor Mike, who is my uncle. Anyway, so I just had a lot of great people that were pouring into me all the time, and um, the gospel was really a part of my life for as long as I can remember. Um, so when I was seven, I gave my life to Jesus, and, and I didn't really understand it, I just really... I realized that Jesus loved me, and um, so I thought that was enough just to go in. Um, and when I was 10, I started really understanding more about the sacrifice that Jesus gave, uh, paid for me and the p price of my sin. And um, 
And then, well, I started to grow a little bit more after that, but it was in my ninth grade year when I really um, just grew a lot in my faith. It was the first year that I went evangelizing out with a group. I uh, was in the word a lot. I was just um, sharing my faith with people. And it was a really great year. And it was also the year that I found out that God was calling me to the mission field. Um, And I can attribute that to youth camp that year, um, which youth camp, I highly recommend. If you're on the fence about youth camp, do it. You will not regret it. (laughs) So um, anyway, where was I at? So Pastor uh, Jonathan Revis was speaking that year. And I believe it was the last night of youth camp, and he uh, spoke on the ta- uh, parable of the talents. Um, and probably a lot of you are familiar with that parable, and I'm not going to read it tonight because we go on way too long. So um, I'm just going to summarize it. So uh, the story is there's this master, and he's about to go on a journey. So he leaves uh, five talents, which is a sum of money, a big sum of money, um, to each of his tenants. And he gives five talents to one two talents to another, and one to the last one, Um, and he leaves. And when he leaves, the one with five talents goes into the market and doubles the money. The second one, who had two, also doubles the money. And the last one, um, he buries the money. And uh, this also might seem strange, but um, when we look at it, what what he really preached about was just saying that – God, the the talents represent our opportunities, and after um, the sermon, he he gave each of us a talent to remind us to use our opportunities for God, Um, and I still keep it because it's a great reminder, and um, anyway, but the the talents represent our opportunities that God gives us, and I just went away from that sermon asking myself, um, am I using my opportunities wisely, or am I bearing it and not using them wisely? Um, and so that was a really big thing that happened, and I, that really started getting me thinking about the way I was interacting with people and what I was doing with my life and just where I was with my relationship with God. And um, so another th- big thing that happened in my life was I started to do swimming. And this was the first place that I was exposed to, since I was homeschooled, it was the first place I was really exposed to non-believers and making friends with people who um, didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And so really, since I didn't want to be awkward, I didn't ever really talk about my faith. And um, I feel like a lot of you can relate to this, but just I didn't... um, I didn't know really how to start up a conversation or, like, put it naturally into the conversation, so I didn't really want to talk about it. And I didn't know if, what my friends would think about me or if I would lose r- friendships. So I really didn't speak a lot um, to them, which is really sad. Anyway, so I was in my Bible study one morning, and I remember just – I don't remember what I was reading, but I just remember realizing that I was being a really horrible friend, and I wasn't obeying God and what I was doing. Um, I realized that um, I just wasn't being a good friend because if I really cared for these people that I called friends, 
then why wouldn't I tell them? They, they were on, I realized that they were on a one-way trip to hell, and I was the one who could stop it. I was the one who could tell them, and they were dead in their sin, and I was the one who knew the cure. Um, I could tell them, and I wasn't sharing with them because I thought I didn't want the situation to get awkward, and I didn't want to lose friends, and I just thought, how selfish of me that I wouldn't share. There are eternal souls on the line, and I wouldn't share with them because I didn't want it to be awkward. I didn't want to lose friends. And that's when it really clicked for me in my head just how important this was and how precious those people's souls are. And I, if I truly loved them, why wouldn't I share it with them? And But like I said, that's when it really clicked and that my entire mindset changed on just sharing and, you know, being a Christian. And, um, and I would like to tell you that I stood up here before you and I'm like the perfect Christian and I've I've, you know, not made any mistakes after that, but the truth is, I still make mistakes all the time. I'm still a sinner saved by grace, and I fail every single day. But um, the reason I'm sharing this with you is because so you can realize where I fell, and that you guys can um, just pick up and realize that God has opportunities for you too, and I hope that you guys take them and that you run with them, and that you're not afraid um, to share. And um, so I just want to let you guys know that I'm praying for you, every single one of you, and I'm praying that you just want to know God more, and you strive to know God, and that through that you'll learn to love him and want to share his name and not be afraid because he is with you. Um, and as a final note, I just would like to ask, because it would mean so much to me, and I believe it would mean so much to the under, other seniors, if you guys would just pray for us as we're going out and continue to pray that while we are going out and that God would use us and that we wouldn't fall and that we would strive to know him um, and that we would just keep taking the opportunities that God has given to us. And thank you. Sorry, we're just trying to deal with the technical issue. Let's give her a hand one more time. Alexa, Alexa, thank you so much for, um, for sharing. And uh, the challenge is, is not just for students but adults alike, right? And, and even when we do fall and struggle and miss a chance, just get back up and fight, fight for it. Um, so, yep. Uh, so, graduates, you use this mic microphone, please. And that'll be great. Um, our, our next uh, uh, sen senior that's going to share is uh, one I've known probably the longest in this group, Caitlin Walsh. Come on down. Um, hi, everybody. Um, my name is Caitlin. For those of you who don't know, Pastor Dan is my dad, so that's why he's known me the longest. Um, so I basically grew up in this church, but uh, to be honest, even though I've known I'd have to speak for seven years, uh, when I got here, I really didn't know what to say. But as I've been looking back just throughout my teenage experience um, for the past few weeks, I have noticed one particular truth that I've always struggled with, and it took me a really long time to understand. 
and I wish I had understood it sooner. Um, so tonight I'm going to be talking about how important, important it is for a believer to rely on God's grace instead of their own ability. So growing up in a Christian home, I constantly heard Bible stories about how good and amazing God is. And in light of that, I quickly recognized just my own sinfulness and weakness. But the problem was, I didn't think that God's goodness was enough to save me. So I began to try to be worthy of God, you could say, and to try to work my way to salvation. Um, so I would read my Bible every day, I'd get involved with the church, I'd even share the gospel, but the problem was I was absolutely miserable because I was fighting a pointless battle. Because the truth is, I can't be good enough for God, and you can't be good enough for God. But the beautiful thing about the gospel is that's okay. Um, I was exhausted because no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't be perfect. But God being rich in mercy and abounding in steadfast love, sent his only son so that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but shall have eternal life. And those are kind of two of my favorite verses, and I smushed them together right there. Um, but my own imperfection and sin, he covered with his perfection so that I could have a relationship with God, even though I can't do it on my own, and it's all what he's doing. So one day I just kind of prayed and I pleaded with God saying, I can't do this, save me. And honestly, that was the best decision I'd ever made. Um, once I stopped trying to please God by myself, he used his own power to change me so I was more able to do it afterwards. And now I had joy and peace in my salvation because I was more able to trust that God, my salvation was in God's hands and not in my own hand. I can't mess it up because nothing can separate me from the love of God. I'm not working for it anymore. And that's such a freeing truth because, it's, because it allows one to wholeheartedly pursue God without being afraid anymore. And we're not perfect. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. We're still going to mess up. But the beautiful thing about the gospel is, like it says in 1 John 1, 9, we can turn to God and repent of our sins, and we'll, we're still in a right relationship with him. And God can use our weakness to show how great his grace is. Like he says, my power is made perfect in weakness. So through our failings, God's ability to save is highlighted. Now, this doesn't mean we just do whatever we want and sin all the time, because as a believer, we want to obey God still, and we still want to try to obey him. But it means the weight of our salvation isn't on our shoulders anymore. So we don't have to be afraid. And we don't have to always attempt to be good enough for God. And we can just relax in the truth that God loves us and we're safe in him. And he'll do the rest for us. Yeah, that's all. Perfect. I'll use this mic now. I, I'm good. I'm just using, I'll just hold this one like this. Thank you. Awkward. Um, thanks, Kate, Caitlin, for, for, for sharing. Um, you know, what's, what, what's neat is some of, of these students have come up to me and said, I've waited six years for this moment. 
and I've got 400 million things to share. I've thought, what is the one thing I'll share? And I've got all these things. So, so um, it, it was neat to see uh, the impact even a night like this and lives ahead of you can have on you because I think they've been affected by, by the, uh, some of the now college students and old, older who've gone before them. Uh, so, man, just take some of this stuff to heart. You can't do it all, all on your own. You, you can't be good enough, but that's okay because God is good enough. Uh, we've got uh, our next uh, young man speaking is Caden Kwiatkowski. Come on down, Mr. Caden. Hey, guys. Hey, so as he said, um, I was going to kind of introduce myself, but I guess my name's out there now. Uh, for you guys that don't know me, I'm Caden. Um, so I've been in the youth group now for six or, I guess, seven years. Um, so, you know, my, my big thing was with that much time in the youth group, you would think that all these years I'd be like, you know what, one thing stuck with me this entire time. I knew what I was going to do the entire time all the way through, and that's not true at all. In fact, I'm pretty sure throughout the seven years, it's changed seven times, okay? So, um, so whenever we were saying that Senior Share Night's coming up, I was like, crap, I'm a senior? Like, it was like, I've kind of been preparing for it, and then this year came, and then it was like, all together, you would think with all the school stress and figuring out what was, I was going to college and realizing this is my last youth camp, that I'd know I was a senior, I, I didn't. So, after panicking a little bit and trying to figure out what I was going to say, um, I was, just began to reflect and just began to, like, get in the word and, and begin to pray. And so the big thing I was looking for was just, like, out of everything that's come out of middle school and high school and before that, what's the biggest thing that I need to walk away with? What's the biggest thing that I need to both encourage the youth with and then continue to take to heart for myself? And so that big thing is, is just following Christ rather than the world by making him a priority. So this is one of the things that I think, I, whenever I say I struggle with it, making him a priority over everything else, um, I think that not only does that go for m me, Caden, uh, but I think that, that can go for teenagers, no matter how old you are, even if you're not a teenager, or in adults in this room, I think most adults could agree with that. So just before I dive into just how um, I've just learned and God's put on my heart how to make them a priority, I just want to just begin by giving my testimony. So as many of you know, um, I don't, my, no, my last name's not up there. Uh, my dad's the pastor. Um, so I've grown up as a PK, uh, even before we came here when it was like two, a PK being pastor's kid, by the way. Um, before that, we were in a church. So I've, the entire life, I've been underneath, you know, my dad, my parents, and I've been in church. And, uh, and so I can't say that I was the best pastor's kid ever before salvation. Um, I wasn't drug dealing. Um, but I think sin is a sin, so it's the same thing, kind of. I can say I was a drug dealer, but I wasn't. Um, so I was just rebellious. Uh, I didn't take anything to heart. Uh, we were in church every week. You know, I was in you know, Sunday school, and nothing was, like, literal. Everything I just took as, you know, I'm here just to kind of, like, go through the motions. This isn't all that important to me. You know, it's my dad's job. I'm kind of here to make friends. That's about it. So, you know, I still was the first one in those, uh, those sword drills. Those sword drills were there. I was the first one to, to flip to that thing. And that was not because I knew the Bible. That was because I wanted to look cool being the first one to the book. Okay? So just... As that began to go, I was trying to find fulfillment in the world. So just in the ways that even going to church, just finding fulfillment in things outside of God. 
And these sins and, and trying to find the world continue to pile up and pile up. And even though I didn't recognize it at the time, God began to work through me all those times that, you know, I was rebelling against him, continued to, to turn away. And it was one night um, about mid-elementary school, and it was a Sunday night, and I remember it very clearly because I was so broken over my sin that I couldn't sleep. And for a reimbunctious, you know, elementary schooler, that's not normal. Generally, I could just go to sleep right immediately. And I just continued to stay up, continued to stay up, and I just began to, after all this time that God had continued to work in my heart, I understood that I couldn't do anything about my sin. All these things that I continued to chase, there was nothing in it that was going to fulfill me um, like Christ was going to. So that night, I, I gave my life to Christ, um, and I understood that I was a sinner saved by, by grace alone, uh, and, and, and I continue to mess up. But this, this alone is exact point that I want to make is that was the night that I began trying to make God my priority. And so the big thing that I've taken, taken out of this is, first off, whenever I say make Christ a priority is, I feel like it's such a like, cliche thing, like, yeah, you know, we got to pick, you know, we got to do good stuff, bad stuff, you know, don't do bad stuff, you know, uh, makes sense. But just whenever we dive into it and we, we're looking at it, I want, I want us just to kind of peel away what we think that means. Um, just this last youth camp, David, where are you? Are you in here? Hey, David. So David was my Bible study um, leader for uh, this most recent youth camp. And so what he told me, and this has kind of stuck with me, is he's like, anytime you're reading a story or something that you already know about, go into it pretending like you don't know anything go into it pretending like it's something new that you have to learn that you've never even heard anything about. So let's just, I, I just encourage you to, um, just as I begin to tell you what God's put on my heart, that just believe that this is something you've never heard of before, and this is a new topic. So just the first thing is, let's make them, we have to make a, pr- a priority in, in our prayer. And I think this is something that I personally struggle with um, I would say the most, is like genuine prayer. Like I don't mean like, as, well, as good as it is, sitting down with the, at the family and praying and blessing your meal and thanking God. I mean every morning, every night, throughout the day, praying for those around you, praying that he would open up your eyes to see his will. Um, I think that, like again, I think a lot of um, parents in this room could agree with me that we just we don't pray enough. You think that, hey, I'm going to be a wiser Christian whenever I get older. I'm going to begin to do these different things. And I don't think that's true. I think that right now in this time, if we, God calls us to be genuine prayers and and calls us to pray for those around us and, and for our needs, we need to begin to do that now. And going right into that, these two go hand in hand, is we don't spend enough time in the word. And, and, I say we, I mean I. I didn't spend enough time in the Word. So by making the Word a priority, um, I remember my dad was talking to me um, a couple years back, and we were talking through stuff, and he was like, you know, you, you talk to the people you love to get to know them more. You talk to the people you love to, to get to know them more. If you love them, you talk to them, right? But then he said, he flipped it on me, and he goes, well, do you talk to God every day? And I was like, hmm. I was like, uh, I try to. And he's like, well, do you love God? And I was like, yeah. He's like, so shouldn't he take priority? So I'm going to ask you the same thing is, do, do you talk to God, like, and, and, and are, are you in his word and communication with him like y- you love him, like your parents, like your siblings, like your friends? And so just 
more so just that's how he speaks to us. That's how, you know, through prayer and the word. And going on to the next one, and I think that this is the thing that is, is often forgotten again, is we need to make them priority by faithfully sharing. And so I, I think Alexa hit on this perfectly. Um, you know, our motto as a church is to make disciples. And how often do we make disciples? You know, I, I feel like back whenever I was a new believer, I was saying, I would, I would look back and I'd be like, you know, how many times have I shared the gospel this year? And I'd be like, maybe one or two times. And then I re- began to realize that my entire, you know, the whole reason why I'm here, right, is to glorify God by making disciples of all nations. And I was sharing one to two times a year. And so, you know, I think a, a common excuse, and this is an excuse I gave myself, is either A, I don't know what to say, or it's B, I just, I don't have time, or I don't have anyone to share to. I know there's a lot of homeschoolers and private, um, like Christian private schools in here, and, um, and I think that if you think that that's you, you fall underneath those categories, dude, go back to number one and just pray. Every single time that I've prayed for an opportunity to share, every single time without doubt, 10 out of 10 times. Every single time I've been like, God, open up my eyes for the opportunities you're going to give me today. Every single time he's given me an opportunity and I've been able to see it. Did I take it every time? Am I perfect? No, not, not even close. The amount of times that I've not taken it is far outnumbers the amount of times that I've taken it. But just continue to pray every day when you come up. God, give me opportunities to share. This is why I'm here. This is why I, I want to make disciples for you. So just wrapping up tonight, I, I don't want this to come across like these are things that I've nailed down. These are by no means things that I've nailed down. Um, like I said at the beginning, they're things that God's laid heavy on my heart, not because I've nailed them down, but because I haven't. It's because I still struggle with them every day. Um, I, I, I'm not in the Word every day. I'm not in genuine prayer every day. I go through the motions. I don't share every single time I get an opportunity. Um, but just... I think also for those in the room, there's some of you that are sitting here right now and you're going, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a junior or I'm a sophomore and I haven't begun to do these things. I, it's, 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 I, you're, you're almost like scared to come out because it's been so long that you've be, you haven't been living in the right way. Um, you haven't been living how God's wanted you to live. But I just encourage you, start now. Start now. I don't care if you're even a senior in the room, the seniors that are with me tonight. If you haven't been living out, you know, being in prayer, you haven't been reading the word daily, you haven't been sharing the gospel, start it now. Don't start it later. And then there's also those in the room that just don't know Christ. So these are just not, um, you know, something that you're, you're worried about because you just don't know them. Just continue to pray. Continue to pray. Just pray that God would just show you, you know, what, what he wants you to learn. Come into youth group, not like I was, and just coming in every day like, hey, we're going to have fun tonight. But more so just, God, show, show, me, show me what true salvation is, God. Show me what you want for my life. Um, and with that, I'll, uh, I'll pass it off to Dan. Thank, thanks, Caden, for uh, sharing. Sort of reminds you a little bit of his dad. A little bit? Did you see? A little more hair. I didn't say that. Mike's probably in the room, isn't he? I don't see him. Uh, but, okay. Hey, hey, Pastor Mike. How are you? 
You look, you'll be beautiful tonight. <laughs> All right, let's move along. <laughs> okay, um, we've got uh, another young man that's going to share. His name is Jack Curley. Jack, come on down. Let's give him a big hand. Thank you. Okay. Um, hi, my name is Jack Curley. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you don't know me. I've been here the least out of any of these seniors. Uh, some of that's my fault. Some of that is due to the fact that I didn't live here. Um, so I moved here uh, four years ago from North Carolina. And, um, you know, I was never part of the church. Uh, my parents gave me the opportunity. Uh, I was baptized Lutheran. Um, but it was just never a part of our lives. And, and, and we moved on to, through that. Um, but, you know, as I, as I grew up, um, I struggled with... Uh, mental health, and I think that a few of you in here can can sympathize with me on that. Um, and it's very important, and that's why I wanted to talk about it today, because I I want to I could have talked about a million things here, um, but I, I want to talk about mental health, um, and I won't go into to details on on my battle with it, because it's personal, it's between me and God. Um, but I want I want everybody in here to know that. Um, you're not alone, you know. Uh, I, I I came here because uh, she's not here, but Elizabeth uh, tripped in. She 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 was the one who introduced me to youth group, and I I I came every once in a while, and then I started coming regularly. Then I missed three months because I was in the hospital. But that's a, that's not that's a, not not the not the point. But um, I I want to emphasize that God is with you always. You know, we, we, we think that we're alone in these battles, whether it be with mental health, whether it be with, with any other sort of thing, that we're alone. You know, even with coming here and being with your friends, uh, and even if you're talking with them about it, you sort of feel like you're, you're alone in this, that you're, you're in this box, and that no matter what anybody says, it won't help you. And that's how I felt for, for a very long time. But... um. You know, it was through coming here, through exploring the grace of God, and through Scripture especially, um, I, I, I found that I was not alone in this. I was, it was through the grace of God that um, I could overcome that sort of battle and um, find love within yourself. I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with today, is that we don't love ourselves. You know, we say we love God, and I believe that a lot of us, even all of us, we love God. But can you love yourself and love God? Because that's how you're going to create a healthy relationship with him. You can't devote yourself to God if you can't love yourself. Um, I think that devoting yourself to, to the Lord is, is, is the most important thing in this life, no matter what we go, no matter what us seniors, we go on to do, as long as we can and devote ourselves to him. Um, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a term in philosophy, it's called altruism, that it means uh, to devote yourself without, uh, as Luke 6, 35 says, uh, expect, without an expectation of anything back. And I think that um, a lot of us, we expect something from him because we've devoted so much time to him. Um, 
but that's not what he's there for. But as long as we can open up ourselves to him, we can overcome the battles, overcome evil, overcome sin, and truly become enlightened. Thank, thank you, Jack. What I love about that is Jesus changes everything. Like the way we see things, the way that we live, the way that we walk, the way that we talk. Uh, gives us this, the strength and the hope to uh, 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 overcome anything that we face. Don't, don't miss that at all. Next we have uh, Miss Caitlin Oglesby. Come on down. Or come on up. Everybody, wow, this is a lot of people. Okay. <laughs> so, my name is Caitlin, and I've been in the youth group since sixth grade, so as long as you could possibly be in the youth group. Um, and every year, I've honestly always looked forward to hearing the seniors speak, and it's kind of crazy because now I'm here, it's my turn. Um, and um, I just hope that tonight that you will be able to learn from this and be encouraged. Um, but most importantly, I pray that um, you will be able to see the greatness and the power of our God and that he will be glorified. So I kind of have two points to share tonight. Um, and the first thing is kind of what God's been teaching me over the past few years. Um, and this is the idea that I think the world a lot of times makes us um, believe that we need these possessions and that we need um, the newest product or we need these friends or we need this high school experience to be truly satisfied. Um, and I think, too, that we're told that if we don't have these things, that we'll never be satisfied and we're living a terrible life. Um, but I think a lot of you guys can relate to me in that you put your hopes in that. But even as looking back through those times, I can still see where God was working. Um, and I think that a lot of times, and all the time, God allows us to walk through trials, not just to walk through trials, but because that he wants us to grow closer to him, and that he wants us to not be dependent on ourselves or other people, but be fully dependent on him. Um, and this past year during COVID, when we had to stay at home during lockdown and all of these crazy things, that um, God really began to work in me and teach me that only he satisfies. Because um, Jesus satisfies when we have no strength, when we, can't, when we think we can't push through, when we feel alone, when we are joyful and at peace. Because he satisfies not only in the struggle, but also in the cheerful times and the rejoicing. Christ is the only one that can satisfy our hearts completely and comfort us through trials. And I think that this is important to know, um, that we can um, to know and to learn because that we can fully trust him and have faith that he will sustain us and guide us through every step. Um, and we realize that nothing in this world, um, that we need nothing else in this world more than Jesus or desire um, more than him. And one of the songs that we sang, I can't remember maybe two years ago at camp. Um, it's called The Goodness of Jesus by City Light. Um, and I want to share with you the chorus. It goes, The goodness of Jesus, satisfied, he is all that I need. May it be, come what may, that I rest all of my days in the goodness of Jesus. If we know that, if we are satisfied in him, and we know that there is truly nothing in this world that we need besides him, then our hearts can be full and rejoice, knowing that whatever trial may come, that Jesus will meet every need and be right there with us. Um, and I want to share with you, too, one of my favorite verses. It's Psalm 73, 24 through 26. And it says, Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold up my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterwards, you will receive me to glory. Who am I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. 
My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And the next point that I want to share with you um, is one of the most important things that you can do in middle school and high school is to take every opportunity you get. Take every opportunity that you get to come to the Edge on Wednesday night to make church on Sunday a higher priority than any sports event, any hangout, any job, and take every opportunity you get to go to small group on Sunday night, to read your Bible, to meet people for lunch and talk about life and what God is teaching. And also put yourself in a position to grow spiritually. Um, ask an older youth or someone who's already graduated to be your accountability partner and be that for someone else. Um, and ask each other how you're doing in your walk and ask how you can pray for them. I think that this is essential in your spiritual growth in your walk with Christ. Because when you have friends lifting each other up um, and up in Christ and making the same things a priority as you are, your walk will flourish and grow. And this is something that I'm so th thankful for and during this time in this youth group. And the last and most important point that I want to share with you tonight is to take every opportunity and chance you get to share the gospel. Wherever you go, whoever you speak to, however you act, let your action, actions reflect Christ in the gospel. This is your whole purpose in life, if you are a believer, to glorify God in all that you do and share the gospel. We are created to be his vessels and to spread it all around the world so that the lost will see their great sin but understand the even greater love of Jesus, who died for them on the cross and was raised on the third day, defeating death and sin. The gospel is the most important thing you could share with a friend that does not know Christ and that you can talk about every day with your friends. Um, and it can be scary, too. It's not easy. But what is scarier, you talking with someone about their need for Jesus and the worst thing they could do is reject you, or knowing that when this person dies, they are sent to life apart from Christ forever. Not only should you share every opportunity you get, but also pray for opportunities and the Lord will provide. Pray for and take every opportunity you get to share the gospel, and one day when we get to heaven, we'll get to hear Jesus Christ say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. And as this comes to an end, I want to share with you a verse that I've loved over the years, and I hope that um, it comforts you to remember that um, Christ is always near and that he is the one to receive all the praise and glory. Um, Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness, and he will quiet you by his love, and he will extol over you with loud singing. All right. These are good, right? Huh? This is great. So we've got a couple more uh, that we've got to share. Uh, Miss Aubrey Gresham, come on down. Hi, guys. He just tripped. Um, first, I want to say my mouth is really, really dry. So if you hear that, don't mind it. Um, second, I'm not going to make eye contact with my parents sitting over there because I know I'm going to trip up. Oh, thirdly, I don't have notes. So um, if it's scattered or confused, that's because it is. Um, okay, so um, I'm Aubrey. I started coming to the youth group December of my freshman year. Um, Caitlin invited me to the annual um, Christmas costume party for the White Elephant, the Pastor Dan Riggs, so everybody gets a weird gift. <laughs> um, and my very first memory of the church is seeing Jacob Bell in a unicorn onesie. Um, and if you know Jake, you'll understand why that's scarring <laughs> for many people. Um, so it's actually a miracle that I came to church after that. But um, so I started coming freshman year. wasn't super consistent with it. Um, didn't know that many people. Um, so then I started to get to know people as I came into sophomore year. Um, and then I started coming like 
every week and I put names to faces. And then I think Lydia's here. I saw her walk in. I don't know where she is. Hi, Lydia. Um, Lydia was leading the band at that time, um, and I got super interested in it. So I talked to Pastor Dan about joining the band, um, and he was hesitant at first because apparently I'm annoying. Um, but then he said yes, and I joined playing the bass. Um, and I really fell in love with, like, helping lead worship. Like, it's one thing to be, like, a part of the crowd, and I love hearing everybody's voices kind of come together and sing the same song, but um, it was really special to me to be a part of leading that. Sorry, I am going to blame my voice shaking on asthma and not the fact that I'm nervous. (laughs) Um, But then uh, junior year came around, and things kind of changed. Things happened. Um, Sophomore year, I was... Um, in the band for Wednesdays. I was in the band for Sunday with Pastor Nick, and I was coming to Thursday practice. And then I had small group on Sunday nights, and I was talking to my small group leaders, and I was just very, very involved with everything that was going on. Um, And that wasn't a negative thing. Like, I was constantly at the church. Um, And it was really refreshing because I kind of always had, like, okay, what can I be doing to better my relationship with Christ, and how can I bring others to know the God that I know? Um... So that was sophomore year, and it was kind of a really good image every time I think about that. Um, But then junior year, I kind of started to fall away. Um, Didn't really get in my Bible that much. I I would come to church because I kind of had to. Like, I was leading the band, but I would still come. Maybe I'd listen, um, wouldn't apply it. Um, Maybe I would apply it. It just kind of depended on the sermon. I wasn't super, um, wasn't the role model Christian, which none of us are. But um, so... Then I kind of got depressed, and I'm going to be real about that because I know a lot of people struggle with that going off of what Jack said as well, but um, it's senior share night, so I thought I'd share something real. Um, So going into senior year, I kind of still struggled with that. Um, Ended up going to Pastor Dan about it and kind of took a step back from band just to focus on the person that I knew I could be in Christ. Um, And I think my worst mistake during that time was that Um, I really shut out a lot of people that cared about me and loved me a lot, and um, they were willing to do the most for me. You know, if I needed to talk about something, they were a phone call away, or, you know, they'd meet me somewhere. Um, But I kind of shut them out. Um, So I do, like, I do want to say I'm sorry to all the people that I did that to, including family, but um, I think it's really important. Like, the summary of this rant is that um, it's really important to stay involved and kind of stay with the people that um, you know are there for you. And even if you question it, I don't know, they, they genuinely are. And there's a lot of great people in this church that um, I've come to know through friendships and through the years. So um, it's just nice to know that if you need to talk to somebody, just look to your right, look to your left. There's at least one person that's, that's going to be there for you. So um, yeah, just stay involved. And that's kind of it. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, we've got a couple more left, and we're going to go with Miss Krista Pritchard. Come on up. Hi, uh, I'm Krista. So I just recently joined this church, and I really enjoy coming here and listening to the message that's being given. But what I don't like is that through all of this, I still have doubts. I still believe in science. I've always been a believer in science. And it's sometimes hard to understand 
that there's a point where science and religion meet. Having faith, I think, is mainly being able to believe in what you can't see and just trusting that is there. When I read the word, I always love the message and how it tells you to put your faith in God and essentially become a better person. But I often ask myself this question. Am I reading the word as a person of faith or am I reading it as a person that just has good morals? I don't know how to answer this question and I think that that's okay. I don't have to have all the answers. I just have to put my faith in God and trust that he will guide me. I think that a lot of people feel this way and are scared with what it means with their relationship with God. But the only person that doesn't doubt is God. He is patient, and he does prove his existence time and time again. You just have to be willing to see it. The more I read the word, the more questions I have. But this is why having a good support group is very important. The people sitting in this room have answered questions I haven't even thought to ask, and this church has provided me a home I never knew I needed. If there's one thing that I think I should pass down, it would be this. It is okay to have doubt. It is okay to have questions. The good people that God has put in your life are there for a reason. Talk to them. Don't be afraid to have those conversations that leave you contemplating life. God put them next to you so he can give you the answers you're looking for. You just have to have faith. All right. Gosh, they're doing great tonight. Um, we've got one more that's going to share tonight. Uh, last but not least, Miss Eilish Rooney, come on down. Hello. Hi, guys. My hands are very sweaty, so if I drop the mic and it hits the ground really loud, just know that. So that's kind of gross. I don't know why I told you guys that. Okay, so like everyone, well, really, I can't see many of you guys. Um, like everyone else that kind of came up here, I was, I had a lot of ideas when I was thinking about like what I wanted to share with the younger generations and like what I wanted to share with like the other people that, you know, I've been going to youth group with. And I feel like there was one thing, and it's a really simple topic, but I feel like it's just so important above all else. And that is just the importance of a relationship and a faith with God at this age. And so I just have like three really quick points and like a final like application warning kind of. Um, so my first is that like the age that we're in right now, like sixth through 12th grade is so impressionable. Like you are constantly being influenced. Like your brain is so malleable and your worldview is not yet established. So all these things that are influencing your life are fighting for the number one spot in your life. They're constantly fighting for your attention. And as you get older and more things come on your plate and more things just add up, it does not get easier to follow Christ or begin a relationship with him. So that leads to my next point, that let yourself be influenced by Christ at this age. And a lot of ways you can do that are coming to this church and coming here every Wednesday night and um, but also like ingesting the sermon on Sunday and on Wednesday because God speaks through Pastor Mike and through Pastor Dan and um, they're feeding us spiritual food that we should really take to heart and also um, building relationships in this church when I think of some of my most solid, solid friends that have literally stuck with me through everything, it's literally like this row right here and so many other people in this crowd. Because 
the common theme in our friendship is a relationship with Christ. And when your friendships are rooted in Christ-like relationships and it's like you let that be your influence, it is so good for you and it, it pushes you towards Christ. And um, that leads to my third point that it's not going to be easy, um, but it is going to be worth it. Um, putting Christ first and putting him first in everything is not something that is common in this world. You're not going to meet a lot of people that do that. Um, prioritizing being in church is also not easy. Um, and sometimes it comes to the point where you have to force yourself to be here. I know that um, there's been a lot of times, no offense, Pastor Dan, or anyone else here, that I did not want to be here at all, and I was running away from God, and I was just indulging in my sin, but I was still forced to come here, and I was still forced to be hearing the word, and even when I had my back to God, he was still pursuing me, and through the consistency of coming here, it's nourished my relationship with him, whether I wanted it to be nourishing it or not, and um, finally, uh, my final, I say like final warning, because it is kind of a warning. Once you leave this place, literally and figuratively, like once you leave, you know, this church, but also when you leave the youth group, um, the likelihood of you staying consistent with God and staying in his word is very low, especially when you go off to college. It's sad to see that I know so many, I've had so many Christian friends that have left this church, and I, and not even this church, just graduated high school and have gone to college, and they just fell away from God. And it's really sad to see, but it's because they weren't established in their relationship with Christ. They weren't growing it at this age. So when they walked into a world that hated them, they just flaked on God. And um, when you do live here, you, you leave and you go into a world that hates you as a Christian and is not rooting for you and is going to do everything they can to take your number one spot. And um, which leads me to my favorite verse in the Bible, which is John 15, 18, 18 through 20, which says, If the world hates you, know it has hated me before it hated you. If you are of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. And remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. And so just know when you leave leave this youth group and you know go out to a world that hates you just remember that it hated Christ first and you always have him and at the end of the day when it's really at the end of your life when it's just the last thing left it's just you and God I mean your family it's going to fall away your friends this church I mean everything it's not going to matter in the end the only thing that's going to matter is your relationship with Christ and if it's not deeply rooted it, you're just going to fall away with all those other things and so that was just kind of my point. And also go to camp because I can tell you that what you see on the screen is literally a fraction of the fun that we have, but like it doesn't even show the spiritual influence that you get there. And it has been one some of the most like life-changing weeks of my life, I know that. And it's just, I think everyone should shine up and go. And it's super great. And I wish I could be there. And that's all I had to say. <laughs> They're like, oh, praise God. That's some good stuff, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, for real. I, 
I really think there's, I, I'm not sure about you, but I, I feel s- sort of full in some regard of just some of that truth and reminders, even as, as a young adult like myself. <laughs> Nick, we're talking later. Uh, but but you, you, there's things that man, we just need to hear and, and we need to be reminded of. And uh, can I, I tell you, I, I, I love this class, not just because my daughter's in it, um, but there's depth in this class. They're serious about their faith. They are leading their friends to Christ. The, what they, they're, 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 they're saying up here, it, it's real. It's not just lip service. There is some fighting to live out their faith, and it's hard to see in this world today uh, adults or young people fighting to live out their faith. So keep it up. You know, find, you know, uh, in John 10, 10, uh, I, I've come that you might have life and life to the full. I believe life to the full is found when we are fighting to live for Christ. That's where, where when, when we fight to live out our faith, that's when all of a sudden the life is just beautiful and sweet and rich. Uh, and we can all learn from that. We're, um, we're going to wrap things up. David, are you back there somewhere? Okay, have, have you got the goods? Does somebody have the goods? Okay, um, um, seniors that are in the room, there is, uh, this isn't like something Pastor Dan's done. This is what some of the youth on their own have done. They've gotten some cards for y'all that they filled out and wrote for each one of you. Uh, And so, uh, and Pastor Mike, can I get you to close our group in in prayer in just a minute uh, once we get them up here? Uh, So bring the cards, just the cards. I don't care. Bring stuff up. Bring, help, help, just bring it up. Bring it up, David. Let's give David a hand. He's a, our faithful intern, and you're gonna hand hand, hand me the cards. And um, we have practiced this. I can't do that that cool trick. David, I need the cards. I need the cards. I don't need the candy bars. I just, I just, I just. Hey, hey, don't give me all the cards. I'll what drop do you them. Want from me? All right. Uh, I want to just call your names. And y'all, uh, sen- seniors, y'all get to come up here one more time. And just st- once you get your card, stand in front of the crowd. Uh, and we'll, we're going to. I'm going to hand them to you one by one. Oh, okay. I know what's going on. Thank you, David. Right. About time you figured it out. <laughs> K- K- Caitlin Walsh, come on down. And just stand somewhere. And we've got Caleb Strotter. Come on down. I know you're here, Caleb. There you go. Dude, I can't believe you're a, a senior, man. Holy cow. Aubrey Gresham, come on down. We got Jack Curley, come on down. There you go, bud. We're glad that you started coming, Jack. Eilish, come on down. It's Eilish Rooney. We got Alexa Watson, come on down. We've got Krista Pritchard, come on down. Kazzy Durham, come on down, Kazzy. Here you go, Kazzy. We got Caitlin O. Come on down, Oglesby. There you go. Is is Nate Orf in the house? I'm not sure. Come on now. There you go, Nate. There you go. It's hard for me to track who's all in the crowd. We got a big old crowd here tonight. Y'all, y'all be here this next week too, right? Right. You know, I'll share this. I, you know. I had so many of, of, of y'all or form, former students going, hey, Pastor Stan, I'm going to be at the edge. I can't wait to be there for 
senior share night, and I'm like, you know, I speak it every week at the edge. You can come see me from time to time. And they all just gave me a nod. They never said, okay. It hurt my feelings. Caden Kwiatkowski, come on down. Brady, where you at, Brady? Come on, Brady Graves. Okay, let me, let me look at them real quick. Okay. Uh, we've got, I'm just going to name off these names just in case they're here. Christian Powers, right? Let's give him a hand. Nathan Leinbach, <laughs> Dalton Edwards, who's on a boat somewhere. On a boat? On a boat. On a boat. Ezra Martin, Ali C. I've not seen them. Is that all of them? And Tom. Is Tom, Tom here? Tom Gray? I haven't seen Tom. All right, all right. Uh, Pastor Mike, could you come up and um, uh, let's give our seniors one more big hand. And, 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 you know, th- this is like, okay, from this, this moment on, you are kicked out of the youth group forever and ever. Amen. It's not that. Some, some of you, I would, no, I won't say that. Um, but, uh, you know, y'all are in the youth group th- through camp. You're youth through camp. So you still got a month of being a youth uh, here. And then we tra- transition up and you grow up and you leave, Pastor Dan. And, um, uh, but, you know, what I love about our church is, is that, um, I sort of pa- pass you on some to Pastor Mike. You know, y'all, y'all have been with me closer. Now, I'm, I, you're still with me. You still love me, right? Uh, that was forced. Um, uh, but, but what's great is there, there's a, a, a best friend of mine who, um, who loves you and can teach the word with great pe- power and passion. So the fact that, you know, it's like, well, man, what's going to occur to the youth? Man, if you stay f- faithful... Man, we've got folks in this church that, that can continue to grow you in your faith. And that, for a youth guy who gets, I get six or seven years, some eight years, because you cheat. Um, but um, I, I get you for that time. It's great to know you can continue to grow uh, even where you are. And so my challenge for each one of you is don't stop. Don't slow down. Keep living for Christ. Uh, uh, parents, a, a lot of you that are in this room, these students are here and as strong as they are because a lot of you have poured into them so well. So thank you for that. <laughs> Pastor Mike. Well, I just want to say I've been waiting for seven years to get the opportunity to talk to you about my years in the youth group. And um, let's, let's go ahead and pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much, Lord, for uh, these men and women, and uh, thank you so much, Lord, for their honesty tonight and the clarity in which they've spoken, and God, how God-honoring it's been, and uh, it has been really a blessing to be able to see them grow, to get to know them over the years, and just to be able to see what you've done in their lives. I am so thankful for their parents. I'm so thankful for their parents, uh, so many of them who do attend here, that Uh, God, have just displayed what it looks like to walk in fear of a holy God. And um, and God, I thank you so much for that. And I I pray for the rest of the youth, Lord, that are here, that I pray that they've been encouraged uh, tonight, that they've been encouraged, Lord, to strive for you, to be all in for you, to follow after you, uh, Lord, and to want to to live in, in, in the way uh, their lives, the, much in, in the way that these seniors have, 
uh, been living for you. And so, God, as they go out, I pray in the name of Jesus that, God, you would put a hedge of protection around them and a sense of, Lord, making sure that they, for all the days of their life, walk for you, after you. Lord, let the love that they have right now for you, for your word, and for your will, Lord, to be magnified a thousand times. Let them be used in incredible ways as they move forward. God, let them be faithful witnesses. Let them be uh, holy men and women of God. And uh, God, so that you would be glorified all the more. We look forward to hearing more and more testimonies of their life uh, after you. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Where's Dan? Oh, our Pastor Dan. All right.